Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hello and welcome to the Jason Manford podcast. I'm Matt Ford. Um, You're obviously expecting Jason. Firstly, I'm sorry he's not here. Um, But you'll know he was unmasked last night on The Masked Singer. So he does, we talked to him during the show, and when I say we, I mean myself and Zoe Lyons, who's here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun this morning, hasn't it? Great fun. I can't believe they let us do it. No, I, I mean, this probably will be the last time we're okay. asked. <laughs> so, um, I think a lot of people listening couldn't believe we were it. <laughs> but it's been a real treat. Jason pops up during the show, and just to give you warning, some of the texts about food, I mean, how would you describe them, Zoe? Disturbing at best. Prepare to be disturbed. Matters. Good morning, Matt Ford and Zoe Lyons, and for Jason Manford. Zoe, get in here this morning. You you really have I've had a nightmare all... getting to the studio. I have, I have. I've been um I've been off road, Matt. I've been. Oh it was all word. going really well. I was like, oh, this is going well. And as soon as I had that thought, it didn't go so well. And the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the police had clocked, blocked, blocked, blocked a road, and then I did that thing where I went round the roundabout several times, just going, "What am I going to do? I don't know where I'm going." And oh, the sat nav was that. like, "Well, we don't know where we're going." <gasps> So we went off-piste, and I've been through some beautiful parts of Surrey, really. Oh, mm. I mean, door Co- deep... Cobham? I don't know. I mean, it was door deep in water. It was... Lo- the water was... Sort of, it was like I was in one of those sort of um, amphibious vehicles. That sort of... Oh, like the duck tours yeah, on the yeah. Thames? Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> Zoe Lyons yeah, duck tours. Yeah, Zoe Lyons off-road duck tours. <laughs> which, yeah, let's pitch that. Um, uh, but, yes, yeah, some lovely, lovely parts of Surrey where I imagine one would live if, if you've got a sort of back catalogue of... Prog rock albums in your in your CV, yeah. Uh, you you emerged remarkably unscathed from it because I would catastrophize in that. I would immediately be like, right, well, society's broken down. Yeah, there's probably a gang hiding behind this bush. Yeah, who've orchestrated this whole thing. I'm pretty calm in that sort of situation. My thing is because as comics, we've driven around this whole country. Oh, we've been man. everywhere. We've been, and now I just think, well, what's the worst thing that happened? Eventually, I'll hit the sea. <laughs> That's literally how they, even if we're going the wrong way, at some point I will hit the sea and I'll work out where I am from there. Just swim from there. Just go north or south, east or west from there, you'll be fine. We're a small island. That's such a lovely way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, eventually it'll hit something. That's almost like a fridge magnet philosophy, isn't it? Eventually you'll hit the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you could interpret that as a positive or a negative yeah, thing. Yeah, I always think if it's a positive, it's all right. It doesn't matter where you are. You have no idea where you are. There's Zoe Lyons at 6.30 this morning <laughs> in the back streets. But eventually, you'll hit the sea. See, I had a travel nightmare earlier in the week. Mm. I was coming back from Tenerife. Yeah. See, what I've told... what I've, Depending on who I'm talking to... Like when people say, so I was like, oh, you know, in the last week I've been to, I've been to Spain and Germany. But um, <laughs> Spain was an all-inclusive in Tenerife and no, I went they... to Berlin to watch Liam Gallagher um, with our good friend Paul McCaffrey, who's a very good comedian. Oh, brilliant. Um, but because of Storm Chiara? Chiara. 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 I don't know why they've chosen to keep it simple on the name, surely. If I you know. are called Chiara, I'm sorry. It's a hard name to Chiara. immediately pronounce when yes. you see it written down. Anyway, our flight, so you you expect some, um, perhaps, chaos on a day like that, so we were braced for it. We're at Tenerife Airport. Every other flight is delayed, but information is showing, and ours was the first flight of the day. We waited there for eight hours oh. with like, zero information, so I kept going up to the desk, and they said Norwegian Air, who we're flying with, aren't giving us any information about the flight. So I said, well, you got... So I got on live They're chat. They're very stoic, the... the Norwegians. Oh. They're very stoic. They keep it to themselves. You know, yeah. the, the sad thing is, and this is an awful thing to um, for it to be the worst thing, but um, I'm on a diet where two days a week I don't eat. So I was like, that was my day that I wasn't going to eat. Right. So the day is wearing on. I was like, right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to break. And the only thing that really they had in this airport was a Burger King. So I ended up having this huge Burger King meal. <laughs> So then I'm full of self-loathing of someone on a diet who's broken the diet. And at that point, literally the moment I'd finished the last chip, they make an announcement for all passengers on the Norwegian flight to London Gatwick, please come to the desk and uh, collect your food vouchers. Oh. And basically because it had been delayed so long, they were then handing out free food. Oh, And I paid a fortune. How long this- were you delayed for in the end? It was nine hours. And then, oh. so then we get on the flight, the sun's going down. We were there when the sun was coming up, the sun's going down. Yeah. We're on the tarmac, and we're not taking off. And the pilot says, I'm very, 
part of the problem was the pilot couldn't speak very good English. Now, mm. that, doesn't, that doesn't matter, but when most people on the flight are English, so it's just added to the chaos. Yeah. So he's going, eh, ow, the flight, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> just like, oh, my God, the whole time. The um, distribution, so it's like, the, the, you know, when the words don't translate precisely. Yes. So he, He's Google translated it's, it's, Yes, it's like, the distribution checking. I was like, what is going on? What yeah. do you mean? Dist-? Anyway. They had to do a baggage check oh. because someone had checked in their baggage and then just uh, seven hours after a delay, just gone. Yeah. So then they had to unload all the luggage onto the tarmac. Oh, my word! Did you go and have to go and pick out your own bag and then say that was yours and put, they put it back on? Or? No, they had like a scanner, so oh, everyone's God. just sat there on this uh, baking heat Yeah. with a pilot that... Uh, and no fault of his, apparently, very talented pilot. Apparently, Edvard Monks, the screen was painted after he flew New Egypt Airlines. That's... <laughs> That's what came out of that. Oh, well, we've both made it here in one piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're being paid to be here this morning. Are we? To be up at this... I just came for I the biscuits. I think so. Oh, good. Oh, is that right? That's a bonus for me, mate. Wow. Yeah. You know what? If I was paid in biscuits, it'd work out as a higher cash value. Do you reckon? I eat so much food, yeah. I can <laughs> see some Viennese swirls from where I'm sitting there. You've gone very posh. Very 80s. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've You'll seen them You'll be bringing out an Arctic roll later. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Jason Manford obviously isn't here. It's Matt Ford and Zoe Lyons. Um, because Jason, it was revealed last night, was unmasked as the hedgehog on The Masked Singer. From back till I lose count. Joining us now is the star of The Masked Singer, Jason Manford. Good morning, Jason. I won't go that far. <laughs> what? Well, you came second. I came second. It's ironic, really, because I've, I've, my show on BBC One, first and last, the aim of the game is not to finish first and not to finish last, and that is exactly what I did on The Masked Singer. Wow, it's become part of your brand. It's weird. I'm mediocre, whatever I do. And you're, you're not the first or last person I'll speak to today. Exactly. So it's just it's happening it's all the time team. now. Um, Running team. So you were you were unmasked as the hedgehog last night. Um, I was. A, a lot of people had guessed that it was you throughout the series. Were you able to keep it a secret? Well, I, well, I had to legally because you sign like NDAs and stuff to say you wouldn't tell it. I didn't even tell my kids. Really. Um, yeah, I didn't tell my children. Uh, I've not told anybody, so I had to keep it all hush hush. But how that. do you how do you keep it a secret? Because someone might see you going into the studio. Did you have to like? Was it like coming oh. out of the old Bailey with a towel over your head? It was. <laughs> <laughs> it, was uh, it was like MI five stuff. Like they were. So it was. You I killed people. Last... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I recorded it last September while I was rehearsing for. Uh, uh, curtains, the show I'm on tour with at the moment, and um, and so they would pick us up, drive us to this hangar in the middle of I don't know where it was, some north of London somewhere, about an hour away from London, and then about sort of twenty minutes out of the the studio, you had to um, put on a hoodie that said "Don't speak to me" on the front, uh, <laughs> which, which I've kept and I'm having for the train. Um, <laughs> were like balaclava, gloves, a visor, and then when you got there, no, nobody spoke to you. So <laughs> a good one they don't speak to me. And there was about four people in the whole of the production who actually knew who who you were, who everybody was. So you just wandered around and, and you were stuck. I don't even know who else were the other contestants. Sounds mildly terrifying. It's like a hostage situation with music. Yeah. Yes, it's pretty much like... I think that's how the audience felt some nights. We were there for midnight. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was it was weird sort of watching the show because I was thinking, who's the duck? Who's the monster? <laughs> like, I've literally no idea who these people are. Did you get a choice to, with your outfit? Were you, were you allowed to choose Hedgehog or...? I was, actually. Well, not, not out of all the outfits. They basically said, look, we've got a Hedgehog and a tree. <laughs> Which one do you want to be? <laughs> So well, I don't think anyone. I don't think the British public are going to take a treat to their heart. But um, when they showed me this steampunk hedgehog, I was like, 
the steampunk hedgehog, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> You've just got to be careful crossing roads wearing that outfit, haven't you? Does <laughs> <laughs> you curl up in a ball when you get scared? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you get to pick your song? Yeah, I did. So they, I, I sort of went with a list of about 20 songs and said, right, these are the ones I've picked. And I sort of picked a couple... Because the thing with the show is that it's not a singing competition. It is it is a guessing competition, you know, so you've got to try and keep the judges guessing um, and hopefully people at home. So I tried to pick a different style of song every week that would oh, that's a good idea. throw people off a little bit, you know. So, I mean, I, I opened with Black Magic and tried to do a posh accent and I sort of threw quite a lot of people, I think. Even last night I was looking at it on Twitter and, Michael Ball was trending at one point, which I'm sure he, he couldn't have been happy about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, funnily enough, actually, in the week um, beforehand, I was I rang Alfie Bo about something else we were talking about, and I, I was having a little chat with him. We've, we've been friends for years, me and Alf. So I said to him, uh, I said, oh, have you been watching The Masked Singer? And he said, yeah, yeah. I said, I keep getting people messaging me, asking me if I'm the hedgehog. He said, me too, I do... So I watched it on Saturday night. I thought to myself, I'm not that <laughs> singing. <laughs> oh, amazing. I had to pretend on the phone. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, me too. Me too <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Jason, congratulations. We're all very proud of you. Well done, mate. God bless you. Thanks, See you next mate. week. Enjoy the show. Cheers. See you later. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. I mean, this is exactly the sort of message I was looking for. Alex in Ashford has said, I've just made the Yorkshire pudding batter and getting everything prepared for a full lamb roast while looking after my two-year-old and four-month-old. Wife is having a well-deserved lie-in. That is someone up early to make the proper Yorkshire puddings. Wow, that is, that's well ahead of schedule, isn't it? That's, okay, unless he's having his dinner at ten. Yeah, do you, need to let, do you need to let Yorkshire pudding batter rest for four hours? I don't know how that... I think Alex might have been doing Jaeger bombs last night. Yeah. It's just like, I'll do the batter now. <laughs> Heart rattling in his chest. I'm I'll just get it. it done now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's what I'd do. Yeah, just push on through. Yeah. The trick, apparently, to a really good Yorkshire pudding is to let the, to put the oil in the little dish first, mm. let it get hot, preheat the oil, and then drop the batter Yeah, you've got to have it smoky hot. But yeah. I've never made a Yorkshire pudding, but I just know that. Do you know, I don't think I've ever made a Yorkshire pudding. That, sh- that would be on the citizenship test, wouldn't it? Yeah, surely. I think, I think that's probably where I heard it. My mum makes brilliant Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, my mum does. Yeah. What, did your mum have a secret recipe? No, I don't think... No, no. Just she experience. Just, just that's it. It's just years of... Yeah, she's slightly northern. That helps, I think. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Where from? Well, she's from Warrington, so she's very oh, northern. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's northern. no slight yeah, about yeah. it. Runcorn, yeah, yeah, around there. So, yeah. I think that helps, doesn't it? Am I, am I right? We are better at Yorkshire puddings in the north. Well, I mean, the name suggests, surely. Yeah. Although I have to say, some London pubs do massive ones. Do you know when you get your whole dinner in a Yorkshire pudding? Love it. I quite like that. Oh. The whole, yeah, the whole thing in a Yorkshire yeah. pudding. Bit weird when it's a spag bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Crossover. Mm. Fusion food. Yeah, fusion food. <laughs> European rim. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Manford. It's one of these things where, when you ask people to tell you what they're doing, it's such a good question because you find out people are leading all these incredible varied lives. Um, Someone said, I'm up early to strip cable, to get the copper out of the plastic, to get the best price for recycling, to help pay for my beekeeping endeavour. That's That's like... um, Every part of that is wonderful. It's like the old um, Corticin Caractacus. (laughs) Remember that? And the... Fascinating. We just put the scintillated stitch on the oh, bridge yes, of the boys, yes, put yes. the powder on the nose of the ladies on the face. The quarter king correct. Look, we're just passing by. Do you remember that? No. It's like one of those songs that goes, Build, that builds, build. and the ladies of the quarter king correct. Oh, yes, we're yes. just passing by. All together, they do that. There'll be someone out there that knows. No, someone over 60 will know what I'm on about. I wonder how much copper you need to. I mean, it's so stripping cable. The, yeah, there can't be that much. I mean, how much does that weigh? Out the plastic. A couple of ounces. It stripped the cable at the copper of the plastic, <laughs> get the price for the recycling for his beekeeping endeavour. Beekeeping endeavour, that's got to be fraught with danger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, particularly if you keep them inside. 
Yeah, I found that. Out. Yeah, you know, bring them in in the cold, don't you? You know, like I've got plant. no idea whether because you, oh, you could yeah. conceivably have kept bees, <laughs> no, and I, I was trying to look open-minded. I was yeah. like, oh, that's quite cool. Oh, yeah. I live in Brighton, so it's, <laughs> don't we all? I've got a couple of goats. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't, again, I don't know. No. No, yeah. don't keep goats. Um, I, I used to, as a kid, go to a pub that had a pub goat. Really? This was. It was called the Red Cow. Okay. In inner city Nottingham. And it had a pub goat that was just in the playground, and it would, it would, if you tried to like go up the slide, it would try and then piggyback over you, yeah. And it would trample your head. I love goats. Yeah, pub goats a bit. A pub dog is more. Well, it's normal. that's your classic, isn't it? But I'd go with a pub goat or a goose. Oh, they are violent animals. Yeah. yeah. One of the funniest things I ever witnessed was my wife being chased by a goose. I couldn't help her. I was just in bits. Where was it? It was up in uh, the Highlands of Scotland. A of course. Friend, yeah, a friend of Why mine. Why did I ask? Lives near uh, Applecross in the Highlands and uh, has a, a variety of geese. He's got those Indian running geese that are absolutely brilliant. They're what? Sort of, they're sort of straight up and down geese that sort of run around like they sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great physical impression, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> One of them takes the lead and they all just sort of go, oh, you're going this way, oh, run that way, we're going this way, run that way. Uh, but as well as those geese, he had, um, he had the proper big, proper, like. Good old fashioned British good old goose. Fa- Rottweiler goose. And. Um, one just saw my, my wife, took a fancy to her and just chased her for a good hundred yards. Wings out, beak open. Oh, I was in bits. I was behind the door, so I was perfectly safe, but I've never seen terror like it. I mean, I wonder for security, mm. given that some dogs, frankly, aren't much used as security animals. Yeah, they use geese, don't Whether they? Whether a, a pub goose, like beware of the goose, yeah. would be a better... But didn't they used to use them uh, in olden times? Uh, geese, you'd have geese on your ground because if there was an intruder, they'd make a hell of a noise. Let's return to those days. Yeah. Bring back those days. Yeah. If I was a burglar, and just for the record, I'm not and never have been and never will be, I hope, but let's see what happens. If I saw a sign that said, beware of the goose, I think I would find that scarier. Yeah, because they're quite well, What is going on here? It's because our eyes are too small to read. Yes, and you have no idea what's and going on. And the whole body is just geared to attack that spear of a of a beak. Yeah, no pupil. It's just all pupil it's, as well, yeah, isn't it? So yeah. they look wild. Yeah, black the noise eyes. they make. It's pretty ferocious. That's right. They've already got two black eyes and they're still fighting. Yeah, still fighting. That's how that's how, that's how hard you know they are. Um, dude, let us know on eight twelve fifteen. The strangest pub animal. Because it's only in telling this a pub goat. I think is quite unusual. Certainly yeah. in an inner city area. Yeah. I think they'd be quite a home. Goats eat anything, don't they? As long as they've got something to climb on. Yeah, as long as there's a child to yeah. trample up a slide. Have you seen say, goat yoga? What? It's, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's an actual thing. Goat yoga. People go to yoga classes and have little baby goats climb all over them. This yeah. is this legal? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the goats are there voluntarily. I don't know if they're there voluntarily. This is but the sort of thing. Goat that yoga. Yeah. Certain tabloid papers would would scream a moral outrage over, oh. and perhaps rightly so. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Now, Andy in Kent, the beekeeper, <laughs> who's dripping the plastic from the coffer to get the whatever, whatever this process is. He says it's four pound twenty per kilogram. For shiny copper. For kilogram. Per kilogram. 420 a kilogram. That's a lot of copper, though, to make up a kilogram. Well, it is, and he needs £500 worth to set up the beekeeping, so it's a few Sundays' work. I want to keep the bees on the allotment to help pollinate the fruit and veg. Everything's got this sort of rhythm. Keep the bees on the allotment to pollinate the fruit (laughs) and veg. In today's world, bees need a helping hand, he says. Absolutely. We need to keep the bees. If the bees die, we all die. Yeah, starts with the little things, doesn't it? We're all sort of uh, connected to that. But I, I think the yep. thing is with bees, at least they're useful. I think I am scared of them because they can sting you, but they do pollinate. Yep. And uh, I think wasps pollinate a little bit, but with flies. Yeah, no, no flies. Come on, couldn't. surely we could evolve. Of all the things, I know climate change needs dealing with and all the rest of it. Yeah. Can't we have a global summit on abolishing flies? They are an irritant. Oh, wouldn't everyone's life be better? Have you ever been up to Scotland during the summer? When the, <gasps> the, the midges. midges but they only exist on the West Coast. Yeah, they are brutal. I thought it was one of those things where you think, I've seen midges in pub beer gardens on a balmy summer evening. I'll be fine. No. My arm got chewed. Yeah. Gnawed to death by oh. tiny flying piranhas. Yeah. It's almost like, I bet that's where H.G. Wells got the idea for War of the Worlds from, with the aliens being undone by effectively, is it bacteria? Yeah. In the end. 
Because you go up there, no matter how hard a Scottish man you think you are, midges will undo you. Yeah. And imagine back at the kills. Yeah. They get up there. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want a midgey on your widget, do you? That would just be... No, that's... When you see what they can do to a man's arm. Oh. Or a yeah. woman's, they don't discriminate this no, lot. No, they'll have a go at anything. Oh, Horseflies. <gasps> I remember once being attacked by a swarm of horseflies. That was brutal. They draw blood. So your wife's been attacked by a goose. goose. You've been attacked by horseflies. Yeah. It, 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 you sort of create an impression that you're permanently trespassing on Wildlife. farmers' lands. <laughs> <laughs> Become a menace. <laughs> Where real music matters. I should have said at the start of the show, we're very lucky to have Zoe Lyons here because you're not going to be mucking about on radio for much longer. No, no. I'm going to be carried around by by geese, probably. <laughs> by yeah. a fleet of geese. Back on the back of a fleet of geese. Is it a gaggle of geese? What is it? What gaggle is the collective? Gaggle of, gaggle of gooses. Gaggle of gooses. Gaggle of gooses. Um, <laughs> gaggle of gooses. I've been there on holiday. Lovely. Because this is... I'm so excited for you. You've just... Well, tell people, you've just landed an amazing BBC Two show. BBC Two uh, tea time telly quiz Brilliant. show. New Brilliant. quiz show called Lightning. Yeah. So what's the format? That's, it's it's a classic um, quiz show with... Um, with a uh, twist. With a twist. Uh, the, there is a physical element to the game as well, as well as, <gasps> as, well as general knowledge uh, questions. Um, six contestants up to win... Uh, three grand, and the the premise is called lightning because it, it's very very simple. You answer questions, and if you get a question right, the lightning goes off you and onto somebody else. The idea is to stay out of the light, to stay in the game, and there are various rounds where this the sort of premise goes on, and it's um it's it, it it's great because a it's it's simple, it really, but it's it works so well, it works so well as a show, and I'm excited because. I love quizzes. I love. I love. I love general knowledge. I'm not brilliant at it, but I love it. Um, and meeting punters because punters are brilliant. Just talking to regular people is so, so you, much but fun. How do you end up hosting a quiz show? How's I have it no idea, Matt. <laughs> I have no idea how this happened. It's like most of my career, I have no. <laughs> it's a bit. It's like getting here today to the studio. Like I, I thought I was going in one direction, and the police closed the road. No, before I know it, I'm in Leafy Surrey in a in a in a single lane track. So, so that's kind of how I've gone. But you didn't have to audition for it. I did have to audition. I had to do sort of a run through. Yeah, yeah. And did you think? Oh, I better have my own catchphrase. No, I went with the audition as I go to every audition with that mantra in my mind of, well, I'm not going to get this. And, uh, uh... <laughs> and is, are there any bits in it where you go, OK, so let's see if it's on the board. <laughs> no, there's no board. There's no board. It's, it's up against the clock, up against the clock. But... Stop the clock. Stop is there anything like, 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 like that? Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. Your time starts now. Oh! oh! But you're, this is what, what I'm really excited about is I'm going to be able to tell my grandchildren... It's not being able to say you were friends with Bruce Forsyth. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be just like Bruce Forsyth. And say, Honestly, I did a show with <laughs> Zoe Lyons. Well, that's it. Are you going to have a stance or a, or a little thing at the start? A little thing. Well, you've given me... I'm quite physical anyway, so there'll probably be something that comes out. I'll probably start, start the show just sort of in the teapot Trip position or something. I'm not sure. But the weird thing is... And I'm I am uh, I'm a very sensible person. I don't believe in coincidence or you know yeah. um, cosmic ordering. cosmic ordering. But the weird thing about this is, a month before I got this gig, my friend in Brighton uh, does um, hand poke tattoos. <laughs> What? <laughs> hand poked. Vegan hand poked tattoos. That's What's hand poked? About as bright as you can get. Well, you do it by hand. You do little tattoos by hand. And she's starting a business and she said, Will you have one? And I was like, As a good friend, I went, Yes, of course I'll have one. Um, and uh, I had a little lightning bolt tattooed on the back of my ankle. Oh my word. Mm, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. And then a month later, I got this job and I went, oh, these, these two things are clearly connected. <laughs> So now I've had a lottery ticket tattooed on the other ankle. See how that comes through. But no, that's yeah. That is so exciting. So look out for lightning. When when will when will it be on our we screens? We are recording in Belfast in March, and I believe it'll be out in the spring. BBC Two. Yes, two I mean early. I don't want to ruin the show, but obviously a lot of the uh, cameramen have been locked in a pay dispute. The trade unions aren't happy because if you work on lightning, you can't strike twice. Oh.
Real music matters. Michelle has been in touch with uh, possibly the greatest text I've ever seen on a radio station. I'm driving from West London to Southport this morning for a girls' night out going to see Menopause 2. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware there was a first. The, the second flush. <laughs> <laughs> Menopause 2, electric boogaloo. What is going on? Yeah, but she also adds on to that. Right? She says, tomorrow morning I'm getting my first ever tattoo at 57. Menopause? I haven't heard of this show. No, um, I don't know whether it would sort of come across your radar. <laughs> no, but I'm a, I'm a man of the world. <laughs> I, I accept I'm not the target demographic for it. But I'd go and see. I'd go. I, I mean, I want to know more about Menopause, Menopause One. one. Yeah. And why did? What was the cliffhanger at the end of Menopause <laughs> One? Just popping the first HRT pill. Maybe I'm at that age, though. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll see you there, Michelle. I'll be there, love. <laughs> With me handheld fan. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. You are about to hear a radio first, a oh. global radio first. This is a world exclusive because we have in the studio Marmite. <laughs> Peanut butter, or yeah. as she prefers to be called, Zoe Lyons. Who is going to try some... Mu- now, I'm allergic to nuts, so I can't try this, oh, but... I bet you're lying. I'm not! I'm, I'm I'm, I, have, I have a severe anaphylaxis. Have I'm you? allergic to fish and nuts, yeah. Okay. So I really can't... It would it, kill with me. With it being in the studio, is it... Uh, yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Now, I like Marmite. I don't know how you feel about Marmite, I Zoe. love Marmite, but I was late to the game with Marmite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Never ate it as a child, but then later in life went, that's pretty good, a bit of cheese, a A bit of iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce, cheddar cheese, Marmite. Oh, yeah. White toast. Oh! Yeah. Oh, that's better than a spa day. In it? Yeah. Peanut butter, love it. I'd always go smooth rather than crunchy. Okay. And what have you got there? I've got crunchy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, we've been marked down. I've got crunchy with Marmite. So Marmite... Peanut butter crunchy mix. Okay. I have to say, in the jar, it did, it doesn't present well. well. How would you say it looks in the jar? <laughs> Bearing in mind it's nine in the morning okay. on a Sunday. It, it has a looseness to it that um, is reminiscent of. Well, uh, yes, maybe a, a trip to Mexico I took last year. Because <laughs> it looks like refried well. beans. It yeah, looks like refried yeah, yeah. beans. It's, it, yeah, because you. Peanut butter, you're expecting a bit of solidity to it, something a stronger... In fact, Marmite is, is pretty firm oh, in it. It knows word. where it is in a jar, you know, because <laughs> if you're ever trying to get out of the corners, it's like, I'm not moving, mate, I'm not moving. It sounds like a Cockney phrase, that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what about it, mate. He knows where he is in <laughs> a jar. He knows where he is in a jar. He's around the, he's around the rim, mate. <laughs> um, but together, they seem to have sort of fallen apart slightly, and um, it's, it's a little loot. Shall I, shall I Let's, go Let's Here in? we go. This is Zoe Lyons trying Marmite peanut butter on a bagel. Lovely, satisfying crunch of the bagel there. Mm-hmm. Good start. Mm-hmm. Just right, okay. ro- rolling it across the tongue, just mm. starting to hit those flavour receptors. It's stronger on the peanut butter. <laughs> and is that a good thing? Oh, here's the marmite. Oh, here we go. Oh, aftertaste. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about that. Mm. Oh, I've gone through every emotion. Wow. Yeah. That was like watching a child lick a lemon for the first yeah. time. Yeah, you get very strong... Peanut butter is the initial flavour, and then in the background, the marmite just comes rolling wow. over the taste buds. It's like a song when the drums kick in, or mm. the strings. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's... N- no. Oh, it's a no from Zoe Lyons. <laughs> it's a... N- I don't think it's for me. It's... <laughs> It's beefy peanut butter. That's what it. T- I know. Ooh. I know. Marmite's not beefy. It's yeasty, but this is a bit beefy, and it's got that sort of beefiness to it. Oh yes, it's got a strong. It's richness. got a strong. Yeah. It's not for me. No. It's a no. From Separately, they are wonderful together. They don't work. Not for me. But then, that's the joy of my in it. It'll split a room. <laughs> Very much like my gigs. Not everybody's got to leave happy. <laughs> I mean, some people may have tried this already. Some yeah. people may have mixed marmite and peanut butter together well, just the of their own volition. Peanut butter and, and 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 jelly, as the Americans call it, it's jam. It's jam, mate. It's jam. It's not jelly. You're not a child. Um, <laughs> that goes very well together. That's a beautiful combo. So maybe that should be the next iteration jam. of this. Jam and marmite. Jam and marmite. Jam and marmite. I think that's. Jam and I think if you're going to do it, do it properly. <laughs> Zoe, are you okay? Are you going to hold that down? I am just about. We're going to get a bucket. Um, it, it's it's the taste that keeps giving. <laughs> I mean that's not a that's not a compliment, is it? 
is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. We are getting an astounding amount of people getting in touch with us, mm. telling us that they dip their chips into McDonald's milkshakes. Yeah, I've never done that, but I... Yeah, I guess it's possibly. like salted caramel in a way, isn't Well, it's it? like a salty... Well, it's it's the salty-sugary mix, which I like in my popcorn. I'll yes. always go for a mixed salty-sugary mix. Same here, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a step further, isn't it? But would you sit in a McDonald's and do that? No. Not now that, not I'm, pu- on, not now that I'm going to be on tea time telly. <laughs> Is that <laughs> Marmite peanut butter repeating on you there? <laughs> That, that was the moment I put peanut butter busy. I think it's going to be repeated for quite some time. <laughs> Ryan yeah. from Market Drayton says his invention is the curry crumpet. I can picture that. Yeah. The crumpet's just a form of nan. It's just, just a slightly sweeter nan, isn't it? Yeah. And actually a much better nan, because the problem with the nan is very smooth on top, crumpet, got little pockets that you can... And it sort of infuses the, yeah, into the... Get your gel frazy in there. Get your gel frazy in your little bubbly crumpet. That is... <laughs> yes. I don't know why that, that can't be a euphemism, surely, but you made it sound like one. <laughs> He's gone and got gel frazy all over me, bubbly oh, crumpet. Oh, look at that. I'm not speaking to him. I'm not speaking to him. No, he's in the doghouse. Um, Emma Ben Smith Burroughs said, cheddar cheese on chocolate biscuits. No. You know what I do? I put garlic in um, nearly everything. Yeah. I've become obsessed with garlic, so I'll make smoothies and I put raw garlic into them. Wow. Yeah. Because what, what, I just what, what else will be in your smoothie? What, fruit? Yes, so apple, apple juice as well. Um, I'll maybe drop an actimel in there. A frozen banana chopped and frozen the night before. Blueberries, maybe an orange. I really go for it. Yeah. Raw spinach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then a few cloves of garlic. Wow. And it does, when it comes out of the thing, it does smell bad. Yeah. I mean, ginger I get. Ginger in a smoothie oh, I, I get. Oh, I love ginger. But garlic, you've gone a bit... I put ginger in, like if I make a salad wrap, I'll yeah. put raw ginger I in I love there. ginger. It's so... You know what? In a bolognese sauce or anything, like an Italian bolognese mix, if you're making a lasagna or a, yeah. a, a spag bol or any of the others, a little <laughs> bit of ginger, and the same in a curry, really makes the tomato flavour pop. If it's not too big... <laughs> Seriously, really, it does. I like those ginger shots to make your eyes water. Oh, oh, and the turmeric ones. No, I can't do those. Really? No, they look a bit too. They look a little bit too. I don't health foody for me. It's just it, it's oh. tipped over. Ginger, yes, it's a food. Turmeric, nah, that should be in your spice drawer. Oh, the, the things with ginger as well. I suppose it goes. You can have ginger biscuits, ginger nuts. Yeah. You can have it in a curry. It's kind of it's got a versatility to yeah. it. Ginger. But weird food combos, the cheese on the chocolate biscuits, yeah. that's almost like the, what they do up north with the cheese and the fruitcake. What? You do cheese and fruitcake together. What? Yeah. What? No! Yes, that's the thing. Where? Yeah. What part of the north? North, north of Watford. North. <laughs> <laughs> so what, hang on. You, you... Honks of fruitcake. Honks? Honks, yeah. <laughs> with honks of cheese. And then you combine the two. I can, you know what, I can sort of see that in a kind of ploughman's... Esque type thing. I've been into pubs up north where they've had just like hunks of fruitcake and hunks of cheese on the bar so you can help yourself. Sometimes I feel like I don't know this country. (laughs) Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Duncan Fishing in West London. I don't know if that's Duncan who is fishing in West London or Mm. that's his name, Duncan Fishing. Duncan Fishing. Duncan Fishing sounds like don't come fishing. Maybe his family didn't enjoy fishing. The Duncan the Fishing sounds like a pub in Hackney. The Duncan Fishing. The Duncan Fishing. Oh, the Dunk and, and fishing. fishing. Oh, yes, it does. Very cool, very I'll hipster. I'll make you down the Duncan Fishing. <laughs> well, Duncan Fishing has got in touch. He says, tomato soup with a scorched egg broken up into chunks. What's a scorched egg? Oh, no, that's... You do it with a blowtorch. That's very Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> A scorched egg. Surely that was just fried. I'm going to call my... Every fried egg I do from now on, I'm going to be... How would you like your scorched egg? Scorched egg policy. Mm. That is... uh, I suppose tomato and egg kind of go. Yes, yes. But not in that um, formation, normally. Liam Lancaster says, pot noodle on chips with a slice of bread. Absolutely. That is all your carbs. That sounds very good. That is just carb heaven, isn't it? I mean, when you're a student, I suppose, you experiment, or when you're young. I used to yeah. make these sort of triple-decker sandwiches of beans, 
then cheese, and then tin, yeah. I think Frankfurter sausages. Oh, yeah. I used to love them as yeah. a student. Yeah. Toasties. I used to eat... There's nothing hotter on the on earth than the inside of a cheese and baked bean toasty. And, a, and a McDonald's apple pie. Molten. Yeah, molten, molten food. That awful bit when you, you blister your palate. Yeah. I find you've just got to get cold water in there quick. Yeah. But then you you feel the top of your mouth go baggy. Yeah. You know, that has happened so quickly. It's like a lava formation on a space documentary. Like, wow. It's horrific, isn't it? All of a sudden it's bang and then, oh. Baggy. Baggy mouth. Oh, airbag uh, in the mouth. Peanut, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've thought of a weird combination that I had once years and years ago. That was a it's um it's a classic dish of the Azores, yeah. and <laughs> their 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 traditional dish is um is blood sausage and pineapple. Is that black pudding? Well, you'd think, but it um black pudding has a consistency to it. Where it's, you can slice a black pudding. Yes, it's got a cakey yeah texture. This. Less slicey, more dolloppy. More bloody. More... Just blood. Blood and pineapple. And what? And, what? Yeah, yeah. And because we were... It was a weird holiday. And um, it, it was on every menu in every place we went into. And in the end, they went, look, you know, when in Rome, um, got to try it. And yeah. uh, my wife was like, please don't, so it sounds really... Just like, well, look, we'll just get a starter. I mean, how bad can it be? It won't be a big portion. Anyway, I ordered this blood sausage and pineapple. It was just a mountain of food came out. Just <sighs> a, a, a whole pineapple. And what can... I can only... What must have been a drained pig. And it was um, challenging. <laughs> I just realised I made an awful mistake. Um, <laughs> um, our egg friend has got in touch and said... Scotch egg. Uh, <laughs> I need glasses. I was like, what's a scorched egg? It's a scotch egg. I'm an idiot. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I think I'm an open-minded guy, but I'm being tested this morning. Someone's said here, an ex-workmate of mine used to dip his cheese and marmite sandwiches into his coffee. If I saw that on a, you know, if I worked on a building site or whatever, and I saw someone dipping cheese and marmite into a coffee, I'd say, "Boss, I think he's had a breakdown." Yeah, she's the, left him. Yeah, the problem with that, obviously, is the bread. The cheese and marmite. <laughs> the bread. It's the bread. <laughs> you sounded so I'm, northern. <laughs> it's the bread, mate. Um, it because your bread will dissolve, and then you'll just be left with sort of that awful sludge on crud. top. Of, yeah, yeah, coffee crud. You know. Th- when you dip a biscuit into tea, mm. there's always a little bit at the end. So if you dip a bourbon biscuit into a cup of tea, there's always, as you get to the bottom of the tea, yeah. just a bit of detritus, and sometimes that can be quite pleasant. Imagine getting to the bottom of a, a, a mug of coffee and there being cheese in there. Cheese and bread. Like a French onion soup. Hey. I didn't need a crouton in yeah. it. No. How do you like your coffee with a crouton in it, please, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Low talks your cheese as well, yeah? <laughs> but what? <laughs> That's like a power move, isn't it? You're asking something like that can't be delivered. I don't like anything into my tea. I'm funny Imagine like that. Custard cream? No, no. Chocolate digestive. Mm. No. Am I correct in saying, oh, it's in the, it's in Australia that they do this, where they suck their tea through a Tim Tam? <laughs> so, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. They suck what? <laughs> you know the Australian biscuits, Tim Tams? They're sort of... They're like a penguin. Like a penguin, yeah. yeah. And I think if you, I think if you suck hard enough, you can, you can, the, the hot tea melts the I mean, chocolate, <laughs> and you can, you can suck your, th- suck your tea to a th- Tim Tam, mate. <laughs> Sounds like something that someone in Full Metal Jacket would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. can suck tea to a Tim Tam. <laughs> Jason, Absolute Radio, Manford, where real music matters. Amanda in Wrexham has been in touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, I love a bacon and banana sandwich. See, I can go with that, Amanda. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I tell you, I like pancakes with bacon. Oh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. And I like pancakes with banana. And uh, <laughs> Do you always pronounce it like that? Banana. <laughs> <laughs> banana. And uh, <laughs> Do I say banana funny? Banana. 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 <laughs> There's no R Let's in it. Let's call the whole thing off. Banana. Um, <laughs> banana. Maybe, uh, maybe I've been saying it wrong. Banana. Adem, how do you say it? Banana. Banana. There's no R in the banana. I say banana, you say banana. banana. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. 
Bacon and banana. Um, so yes, I can absolutely go with that. The sweetness of the bacon with the the sweetness of the bacon. The sweetness Uh-oh. of the ban- banana <laughs> with the yeah the, the oh even the, the savoury of the bacon. Yeah, the savouriness of the bacon. Um, and a bit of maple syrup on there as well, I reckon. Okay, well that kind of pulls it a bit, doesn't that? Makes it okay. I think. That brings it together. That binds it. I think it depends where I where I was. If I was on holiday and they said, "Oh, our local things are bacon banana sandwich," I'd say, "Oh." Oh, how exotic. Yes, I'll try your local dish. Oh, mm. I can see what's... If I was at home and my girlfriend said, I've made a bacon and banana sandwich, <laughs> I'd say, what is the matter with you? No! I can Why have you done it. that? You've ruined it. White bread with butter. Yeah, that's, a, that's not... No, no. Surely with that's your bacon, not... No. What? <laughs> not, Cornflakes with milk. I'm not suggesting Whoa. that up as a new... <laughs> You'd have to have white bread, butter, bacon and banana. Yes. Yeah. You, wouldn't want... I don't, you wouldn't want to have it on brown bread. No, I mean, if you're be, putting banana be, on bacon, yeah. no other part of that element can be classy or healthy. No. Maybe a sourdough. Oh, yeah. No, 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 you, you can't. can have a sourdough. This yeah. is too hipster now. Yeah, sourdough, bacon and banana. <laughs> yeah, but th- now you've made it, that's very East London, isn't it? That's very Shoreditch. Yeah. Well, then you just smash an avocado into the top of it if you wanted it to be Shoreditch as yeah, well. Yeah, why do you? the avocados have to be smashed? They just smash them. There's, people are so violent with avocados these days. It really annoys me, that yeah, smashed yeah. avocado. You could just gently mush it with a fork. Just smash it! Yeah, and it's also... I think part of the problem is that word has become, like, smashed it. Smashed it, Nailed mate. it. So yeah. it might as well be called, like, nailed, nailed avocado. It. Nailed avocado. It's arrogant, is what it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, These avocados need to calm down. Yeah, legends. <laughs> <laughs> Music matters. Polos and ready salted crisps. Oh, oh, that's too far even for my taste. But a polo isn't a f- really a food, is it? Well, if that's all you've got in the cupboard, then it is. That'd be like putting toothpaste on toast. Well, yeah, I don't like any. Mint really has to stand alone for me. Yeah, you can't. It's like saying, you know, I like a Jalfrezi with some Oral B. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like if you brush your teeth and then you have something to eat after that, it's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, no, no, I don't no. know if this is disgusting or not, but if at night mm. I've had a curry or a Chinese or a, a flavour that I like and then it's still lingering in the mouth, mm. I will put off brushing my teeth to the latest point. Yeah. Because I think quite nice just still having it knocking around in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Particularly if you, yeah, I don't mind finding a bit of food in the old teeth at the uh, end of the evening. You know, it's you like, like finding a fiver in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like when you go to there. the cinema and you find a little bit of, usually, a bit of popcorn down the cleavage. Yes, I oh, get that all the time. The get it trapped in my hair. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like flypaper, my chest hair after after I've been to the cinema. So adhesive. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. It's Matt Ford and Zoe Lyons here for Jason Manford on a Sunday morning. Good morning to you if you're just waking up. And even if you're not just waking up, I don't want to exclude people. To all of you who are awake. And let, let sleeping dogs lie. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I got... You think, I don't want to leave anyone out. No one's going to be offended by that, are they? No, but the people who have been listening from the start are definitely our favourites, because, you know, they've committed. They have. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, now, uh, a badger fell through a shop ceiling in Northampton. A big story. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. Um, apparently, it came through the ceiling panel in the superdrug store in Northampton's Grosvenor Centre and then ran under the perfume counter. They think it had got in through the air conditioning yeah. and then come through the ceiling somehow. Um, <laughs> There's a great quote from someone who was there. said, uh, I saw it fall through the ceiling. It then hit the floor and trundled off a bit dazed. <laughs> Which is the most likely thing. I mean, it would have been more surprising if it had bought some lip gloss and some Davidoff. That's exactly what I would expect a falling badger to do. Oh, it can't be easy to get a foundation as a badger because you've got two very different uh, tones going on there as well. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. you've got, the, you know, a lot of people... Yeah. Um, ..pay to... You know, not pay. A dark eyeshadow is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. But, but badgers have it naturally. No, yeah. yeah well, Lucky so-and-sos. Are we assuming the badger was drunk? I think that's a... Um, I mean, for the sake of the story, yeah. Yeah. Let's cast aspersions on this badger. What's it going to do? Sue? Yeah. When was the last time a badger <laughs> filed a lawsuit? Mind you, they're going to Superdrug now, so maybe they're evolving. Oh, is that what they're The badgers are taking over. <laughs> um, I mean, that is a fairly weird thing, isn't it? Do text us on 8, 12, 15. The weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at work. The strangest sight. Um, 
I had a very strange experience a couple of years ago on tour in Birmingham yeah. when a couple were ejected at half-time for having it off at the gig. Really? Yeah. I mean, I remember during the first half, they were quite amorous. Yeah. And it was disruptive. And then at half-time, the bloke came in, this was in Birmingham, and said, oh, you know that couple that uh, were all over each other? We just had to chuck them out because they were going at it in the toilet. Really? <laughs> I was like, What? That's how much of an aphrodisiac your show is, Matt. That's right. That is it. <laughs> That's what happened there. I'm the Barry White of comedy. That's it. <laughs> Just put you on in the background. <laughs> i tell you what really gets me going, hearing a lad from Nottingham do a kind of half-decent Boris Johnson impression. This is Jason Manford. This is I've realised that's how I should promote myself now as the comedy Barry White. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. If you're in a relationship that's failing and you're trying to get that spark or a first date, come and see me on tour. <laughs> I'm in Crewe on Thursday night, so if you're if you're in Crewe or the Congleton area, Congleton. And you need such a, a good word, that isn't it? It is. It sounds almost like Congleton sounds like something that should be. Um, you know the bit on the on a, like a KFC chicken when you get down to the bone and then there's that kind of um, what do you call it? Not ligament. You know, yeah, the, I know what you mean. Yeah, that. the Congleton. Oh, you don't eat the Congleton, oh, do you? No, no, no. No, you munch round your Congleton. <laughs> I'm sort of the crew lyceum this Thursday. I've never gigged in crew before. Have you? Um, I I'm not sure if I have. It's it's so well connected train wise. That's all I can think of. It is. It is because it's West Midlands and uh, West Coast Main Line. It's just I've I've been through crew. It's a such lot. a good interchange. And then yeah. Leicester at the Sue Townsend Theatre on Friday night. And then Darlington, Hexham. Have you done these places? Um, Darlington, yes. The Hullabaloo. Oh, I don't know whether it was there. Hexham, Queen's Hall, the Bedford Quarry. The thing is, I always see your posters whenever I'm out on tour. That's the only That's the only sort of connection we have with other comics, isn't it, when you're on tour, is just seeing their little, little sad eyes on posters <laughs> in the art centres. So you've seen mine? I've seen yours. I've seen, uh, I'm usually on tour at the same time as Lucy Porter, so all I see yeah. is her posters. And uh, it's just, it's, yeah, that's, and that's the only... Because I don't go with support or anything, don't have a tour man, it's just me. me yeah, and, same here, me, yeah. And, me and me sandwiches. And... Um, that's the only sort of connection I have with my my colleagues. It is such a people go. It must be so glamorous. You're like you're on your own all day. It's you yeah, get it's to weird. this place on your own. There is. Some, I tell you what. You, have you the Chorley Little Theatre. Oh, I love that place. May. The amount of sandwiches oh, and food. Oh, the best rider ever. Oh, and I, I really ploughed through it. My innards are like foie gras by the time <laughs> yeah, I come out of there. I feel I like they've stuck it. a funnel in my mouth. They I'm give like, you oh everything, don't they? It's brilliant. You get at least six sandwiches, a bag of Salford cakes, pick yeah. and mix. They're like, oh, we didn't know what flavour Chris you like, so we bought all the Chris that were in the supermarket. Yeah. It's a lovely little theatre. And they're really into fair trade, is where you get fair trade goods. Yes, the chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate, fair trade chocolate. Makes it worth it. I'm just thinking about writing a new show just so I can go back into that green room and have the sandwiches. It's worth it just for the trip. If you've never been to the Chorley Little Theatre, just outside Manchester. Chorley's great. I'm there in May. Let me find out what date I'm at so people can come and... The 10th of April I'm there. 10th of April. Jolly yeah. Little Theatre. I might join you, Matt, just because you can't... There's too many sandwiches for one. And um, When's your next tour show? Well, um, I'm doing a one-off on the 29th of February at the Kenton Theatre in Henley Lovely. on Thames. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, I might I might boat it down there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just turning up on a, a barge. No, it wouldn't be a barge, would it, in Henley? Yacht. You know, a, a, a yacht. mega yacht. An oligarch's mega yacht. I've got to turn up on my oligarch's mega yacht. Good, oh, good the, title for it all, Zoe Lyons, Oligarch, Mega, mega yacht. yacht. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Quite hard to get your tongue around that, isn't it? Oligarch, Mega Yacht. Um, I'm doing a one-off show there, sort of a, a version of my last tour show uh, called Entry Level Human, so I'm doing that there on the 29th. And then... Tickets um, available through the website? I'm sure tickets are available everywhere and <laughs> any ho-ho. Um, I'd go straight to there. I, I really should update my website. Do you update your website? I don't. Someone else does. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that's what I need to get. Staff. Mattford.com. Oh. Mattford.com slash live for tickets to all live performances. Zoelines.co.uk. I'm really, I always, I'm always checking, making sure that all the links work and everything. Oh, no, I don't like, The see. link to the Brighton gig's broken. Can someone fix this, please? No, I'm, I'm just really bad. I'm, not, I'm so radio. not tech savvy. I never know what's around my back end. I beg you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I go in there sometimes and then I just have to I have to reverse out of the back end of my website because I'm not sure what I'm doing. Don't if what I will say to you is if you're not if you're oh. not tech savvy, do not fiddle with your back end because you can really you can really ruin how it looks up front. <laughs> I am. I'm so bad at self-promotion. I, I, I. This is so sad to admit. But I was like, I need to, because there's only a few tickets left for the crew one. And you know what comedians oh, are like? Show there's only, off. But you know, there's only a few left. You like, I want it to sell out quick. You know, so right. constantly sort of. Why don't to you think just buy ways. them yourself? What? But how is that many what people left? do? How many are left? Oh, maybe ten. Buy them yourself. But then, and then you can put sold out, which you really will have done in more ways than one. <laughs> But yeah. I, I always think, because on social media, yeah. if you don't pay for the um, tweet, when yeah. you're tweeting ticket links out, it gets hidden on the algorithms. Right. Because that's how they make the money. Okay. So they want you to pay to promote those tweets. So I think, how can I access, how can I let people know I'm there without... So what I've started... Oh, this is so sad to have to admit it. I was like, oh, crew, um, I'm coming to crew. Can anyone recommend a good curry house? And then people start replying because they want to recommend a local curry house. Right, okay. So I don't know, I'm going to find out whether that works or not. I've now, exp- I've, if Twitter are listening. I've, but I'm have you had get, any good recommendations gonna... for a curry house? Loads. But, okay, well, loads. there you go. I mean, if, if, if all else fails, you'll have a decent dinner, even if your exactly. show is just undersold. Well, I'll have, I'll have bought all the tickets and then... <laughs> Why are you making such a loss on this tour? I bought ten <laughs> tickets, about 500 curries. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Talking about the strangest thing that's happened to you at work after a badger fell through a ceiling at Superdrug and then trundled off a bit dazed. Does make you wonder what animals think in that situation? Yeah. What was it doing on the roof? A bit of scaffolding? Do they dwell on it? I don't know. Yeah. I want. I... Yes, I want. Yes. Like, oh, I can't wait to tell me mates about this. <laughs> oh, wait till I tell him. Wait till I tell him down the riverbank about this. <laughs> oh, what, what am I like? <laughs> Jen in Glasgow's got in touch. Said we had a seagull living on our office roof that used to get enraged by bold men. It would dive bomb any passing bold man, and we would watch them running up the street trying to fend it off. Wow. Why? What? What would it be about a bald head that would set you the, off a seagull? The maybe rueful just, laughter you can hear in the background, it, by the way, is our producer Adem, who um, this is a lifestyle choice. Doesn't have hair, yeah. On, <laughs> but you shaved it off. No, I am going very, very bald. He's going very, very bald. Have you ever been pecked up by a seagull in Glasgow? Not yet, but I don't go to many seasides. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're very food motivated seagulls, aren't they? So one can only imagine they thought it was a big egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! It's one of them massive eggs. Look at the walking legs. <laughs> the thing is, in Glasgow, there's so much great food about. Oh. You don't need to be attacking people. No. The Blue no. Lagoon Chippy. Have you ever been to that in Glasgow? Do you know, I think I have. I'm not, yeah. They've got a chain of them. Yeah. They're the, be- they're the best chip shops in the UK. I lo- I, well, I like the fish and chips in Edinburgh with the brune the sauce. sauce. Oh, the, special, sauce. the special sauce. Something sauce. The last time I was in a Blue Lagoon in Glasgow, I, I got emotional. Because I really look forward to it whenever I go up there. I was going, oh, mate, this is the best chip shop in the world, man. I'm so happy to be here. And I think they thought I was taking them in. <laughs> they really thought I was like, I was like honestly, mate, I, I look forward to it. It's the chip the curry sauce. <laughs> um, we were talking, well, we are talking about strange things that have happened to you at work. As comedians, it sometimes happens, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I think one of the oddest things I had, the outdoor gig... Wimbledon, a few Always years ago. Always tricky. Always tricky an outdoor gig. The oh. acoustics aren't great. Uh, hard to take the roof off it when you're doing an outdoor <laughs> gig as well. Uh, so there are certain comedians we know that would never play the gig because they couldn't <laughs> take the roof off. Um, I had, a, I had a, a scotch egg thrown at me. And did it hit the target? Hit the target. <gasps> Where did it hit you? Well, it hit me sort of, sort of near the foot area and I did the only thing you can do in that situation. Volleyed it. No, I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh my word! Ate it. Whole? Yeah. It was, How big it was, was it? It was um, it was quite a posh gig. This, so it was quite a small mini, uh, Scotch egg. It wasn't your sort of cricket ball size Scotch egg. It was more a sort of ping pong ball size Scotch egg. Okay. And of course, Wimbledon quality. Very nice. Um. So yeah. And was that, were they being horrible or did they think you looked malnourished? I can't remember. I don't think think I've ever looked malnourished. I can't. I don't think the gig was going particularly well. But then it was probably four o'clock in the afternoon outside in Wimbledon, so you know. 
thing is getting a scotch egg thrown at you really can bring the gig to life. Yes, it can. Sometimes you hope, you're praying for that sometimes. Praying for think, a scotch egg. God, I hope somebody's brought some ammunition with them. <laughs> I, don't think anyone, I don't think I've ever had food thrown at me. I'm always Just happy verbal, if I get food thrown at me. Verbal insults is the only thing I've ever had chucked. Yeah. I remember been, one yeah. of my earliest gigs in Mansfield. And I was dying really badly. And it was just that point where people were quiet and then people were getting annoyed at how bad it was. And it was like murmurs of discontent. And this woman at the back went, oh, come on, give him a chance. <laughs> it was the worst. It was the worst. There's that little moment, isn't there? Like there's a, mem- a memiscus of quiet where you go, oh, this is going to, br- like, they- I've got them for now, but that is going. And yes, when all of the patients leaves the room. It was death. And you heard that, no, 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 that slight murmuring. You go, I've lost them, I've lost them, oh, I've lost them. Oh, it was awful. And then, so then I get off and the compound came back and went, that was Matt Ford, isn't he? And said a bad word. Mm. And they all roared approval. Oh. He rang me the following day and um, apologised. I cried after that. Did you? Yeah, I was, I was oh, about 18. Matt. I was like, what? Yeah. This world is savage. I've cried after gigs, but then some of my audience have also cried after <laughs> some of my gigs. So it's quite an emotional experience sometimes. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Brace yourself for this. Jenny from Somerset's been in touch. Mm. Love Somerset. Yes. Oh, you have to think about it. It's only because it's a long way. It's a drive. But then once I'm there, I'm like, oh, yes. Quintessentially British. Glastonbury. Have you ever been? You must have performed there. I uh, Main stage a few years back. No. (laughs) Do you know, I've never done it. I've never performed there. I've been to the festival. Great. I went when I was about... I went when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, and then went too old for this. Well, that's <laughs> I've been last year, and I'm 37. Yeah. No, I did it when I was a teenager. I did it when I was a teenager, but I've started going back. I well, love it. When I went, it wasn't it wasn't as busy as it is now. And I used to go with no money, and I used to get fed at the Harry Krishna tent. Scotch eggs. Scotch eggs. <laughs> Very much not Scotch eggs. It's a lobber mat, mate. <laughs> um, well, Jenny from Somerset, who I'm sure loves Glastonbury, said, my sons and I once saw a ferret run into a card shop. Must have been Valentine's Day. Yeah. And said, we went in and told the shop assistant who'd seen something and thought it was a cat. It was very hard to catch, but we got a local vet to rescue it. That, because I wouldn't know what to do. With a ferret? Yeah, who do you call? The RSPCA? The police? I mean, how do you catch a ferret? They like to run up trouser legs, don't they? You need somebody with a sort of a clot-type trouser and then, uh, just, uh... Yeah, you need, like, um, those bicycle clips on your um, legs yeah. to just, stop them getting up just there. Just grab them in your, in your trousers, put your bicycle clips on, that's it. Ferret. You don't want a ferret running up there, though, do you? You don't know what they're going to bite. They've got quite big teeth, haven't they, ferrets? Yeah. I just presume if an animal is heading for that area, they're going to they're gonna take a bite out of it. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> is that what's in their mind? I don't know, I just think that's just... They, they, it's got wild blood. Yeah. I think never. I would never... Oh, my word, I'd be so scared. Even a hamster would have a go. A hamster? They bite. You stick your finger through the cage of a hamster, see no. what happens. Oh, I'm yeah. not an idiot. Well, Why no, of you... course. No, but, I, I mean, that's that's the effect. Um, now, we've had the Blue Lagoon chip shop. Oh. In, with the chain of chippies in Glasgow, which people uh, they will know. Jenna said, I love the Blue Lagoon. Justin Bieber once stopped in to have a bite. Now they have a poster of his face plastered in all the windows. That is true. In fact, Justin Bieber has been into a cafe that I've been in, the Rose Cafe on Finchley Road. Right. And you can now get the Bieber breakfast that he had. <laughs> he sat in the window with his girlfriend. <laughs> a proper greasy spoon. You wouldn't believe it was him, would you? What is the Bieber breakfast, I wonder? I think it's like three sausage, three bait. I mean, obviously, it's if they've got any sense, they'll make it the biggest breakfast so that everyone buys yeah. it. Yeah, it's 25 quid. 25 quid for the Bieber special. Yeah. Two Biebers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of being hard builders going, yeah, couple of beavers, mate. <laughs> oh, I love it when you see people. I, I tell you what's really odd. I see Bill Nye everywhere. What the actual physical Bill Nye? The and always in this blue jacket that he wears. I've seen him on the Strand in West Hampstead, and I even saw him in the street in Glasgow. Really? Uh, I've I've seen him in Kilburn. I've seen Bill Nye in the street. What? That's genuinely. I have you seen him as well? What have is you it? Seen- with- is, is hang on. Pub? He's always out there. Oh, is outside this pub on the corner? Is Bill Nye stalking us? <laughs> wow. Bill, leave us alone, mate. Maybe it's just Message like me and a bit like... 
doesn't really engage in social media and he just thinks, I've got to get my face out there. And he's just literally getting his face out there. But it's the sort of thing that people go, no, you'll be mistaken. You maybe saw him once, then you thought, I'm telling you, I've seen this man everywhere. Yeah. And his name is Bill Nye. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. We're talking about strangest things that have happened to you at work. And I've just remembered one. You know when you first start out in comedy, you basically take any gig going. Yeah. And the reality is you've maybe got five minutes of material, but if someone... And you do that maybe for a couple of years, then you build up to a ten and then a twenty, and then you get used to writing hours worth of comedy. But when you're just doing five, you're not ready to do half an hour. No. It's just ludicrous to expect that. Um... So I took any gig going, as I'm sure you did in the mm-hmm. early days. I ended up doing a gig in a nightclub in Nottingham. And it was only when I got there... Oh, this is awful. <laughs> they said, obviously, um, the stripper's on first and then you. I was like, what? Um... No, and I was, like, s- scared to the pit of my stomach. They said, yeah, he's going to come on. And I was like, right, OK. And it was a male stripper. Yeah. I was like, why have you got a male stripper? They're like, look, it's just the, the afternoon. We've got a band, a male stripper. You know? That's you do, like, that classic, that classic combo. I was like, what? Anyway, this guy... <laughs> I can't believe... I Literally, this is the first time I've told anyone about this. <laughs> His stripper name <laughs> was the Boston Dangler. <laughs> booked as a comedy act. People were just howling, laughing. So he wasn't a buff, buff stripper, or was he... No, he was, he, he was, he kind of, he looked a bit like... Chippendale or Chipolata? I'll tell you who he looked like. He looked like, do you remember, was it Wagner from Britain's Got Talent? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Wagner, but naked. And with a, he would, <laughs> I don't know how much of this I can tell, but... He had a strategically placed elastic band. Right, okay. That helped him. That helped him out a little bit. But then he, he just waddles off naked at the end of the act, like picking his clothes up. I don't think he'd been going very long, so he'd torn all these clothes off. And then at the end, the music stopped, but then there was no covering music, so then he's just picking up his boots and his boxer yeah. shorts or whatever. And then the guy's like, please, welcome to the stage, Matt Ford. How do you go... Go on, well, the Tories, eh? What? How on earth? I can't, I can't believe that's just been buried away. But we've all done those gigs where, you, like you say, you take the gig and then you think about it later. I did one once in a pub outside Preston where Oof. I was on with them. I was the only non-looky-likey. <gasps> Brilliant. So who were the other looky-likey? Kylie Minogue. Great. Yeah. Who actually... She she was Blackpool's part, Kylie Minogue. Um, uh, I think it was um, there was a share. There was a share. She was Lovely. she was fair. She she was like I get the kids to draw the tattoos on me bum in felt tip pen. Uh, her she, kids or the kids at the party. The kids. Her kids. <laughs> right. Drew, okay. Yeah. And then the. It's uh, like pin the tail on the donkey. Draw yeah. the tattoo on she shares bum. And the Blues Brothers. Blindfold. Yeah, the Blues Brothers. I'm surprised it wasn't. Or the Blues Del- Brothers, I think they were called, <laughs> called themselves. I'm surprised it wasn't. There's usually a Dell boy. Oh, there wasn't a Dell. No, they're Seems all singers. Seems to be like a rule of. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, they're all singers. Oh, so and we... me. Yeah. And how. Ha- how it did went that go? it went how you'd expect it to go, Matt. Scotch eggs everywhere. It was just... The air thick with Scotch <laughs> eggs. This is how it went. Bearing in mind, I live in Brighton, right? And it was in Preston, just outside Preston. They'd offered accommodation, but after the gig, I just walked upstairs and stayed into my car and drove through the night to get home. <laughs> then you said after the gig, I walked. I thought you were going to say, I walked all the way <laughs> Matters. That's the sound of Zoe Lyons giggling at uh, the thought of owning a, a... Was it a Jag? Jag, yeah. Just retiring, Matt, just get myself a Jag and a nice house with a driveway, enough parking space for four cars, and those lions that you get at the front door. Oh, like you know, the white porcelain? White porcelain lions. Except they'll have my face but the body <laughs> of a lion. They'll be Zoe Lyons. They'll be Zoe Lyons. That is such a good idea. But you could do that as a tour poster. Couldn't you? You could just mock that up anyway. You could yeah. live your fantasy through your flyers. Yeah. Which sounds like a phrase someone's used before. Yeah. Uh, that just tripped off the tongue a little bit too easily. Yeah. Sounds like a motivational speech, that, doesn't it? Live, live your fantasy. fantasy. Lesson number one, live your fantasy through your flyers. Lesson number two, oh. <laughs> pay your invoices on time. Yeah, always. Chasing money. 
Ugh. Not pleasant for anyone, is it? I, this okay. This is a really dull way to end the show, but I yeah, do my sure. accountancy online now with the, some some software, and it is it has changed my life. I actively enjoy doing my receipts. I know this is so dull, but honestly, it. Well, oh, the self-employed a, people out there going what? No, self-employed. But, well, you take a picture of your receipt and it sends it up into the heavens. Yeah, but you know the danger of that is what? on the iPhone when it does like those memory things and it yeah. says your month with like emotional music on it. It's just gonna be a load of Nando's receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of misty you know? eyed, little transitions. So. Your year. Yeah, it's just been chicken wraps. Chicken wraps from Nando's. Oh, double chicken wrap. Zoe, it's been an absolute pleasure doing the show with you today. It's been so much fun. You're I'm, now off to be a mainstream star of BBC Two. I'm in, in, your, in your faces every tea time. <laughs> <laughs> BBC Two, uh, in the spring, we gather lightning starts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not entirely sure where, but in the spring, spring at some point. This is so exciting, we're all Tea thrilled for you. I'm on tour this week in Crew and Leicester and then beyond. I'm back on rock and roll football on Tuesday. Tuesday? Saturdays. <laughs> I've got absolutely mad. Right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. <laughs> you got genuinely emotional then. Um, this has been a real pleasure, Zoe. Thank you so much. It's been fun. See you again, I hope, mate. I'll see you again soon. Oh. And um, to all of you here on the Jason Manford channel, um, thank you for letting us squat. Yes. <laughs> Audibly squatting your ears. That's never catching on as a catchphrase, is it? I also have a podcast on Absolute Radio, Rock and Roll Football, which you can hear live every Saturday between 2 and 5, or you can download the podcast, Rock and Roll Football, on your podcast provider. Do you do a podcast, Zoe? No. Absolutely nothing. I like to sit quietly in a corner for a while. Concept art. Yeah. Nice. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.